Last time on episode four, we talked about the colors that we are drawn to and how that plays a role in how we choose the colors that we wear. Today, we are going to talk about the colors that look good on us according to the clues our bodies can give us. So how do you figure out what colors you should be wearing, should in quotes? We're going to get into that today. Hello, Kindred Spirit. Welcome back. I learned my lesson last time not to try and squeeze too much information in one episode. And color is just one of those topics that we could talk about for hours and hours. So I'm going to learn from my past mistakes and not make any promises right now about what we will get to cover. But I'm going to have a lot of notes here and I will try and cover as much as I possibly can in a way that is not overwhelming. So that's that's the goal here. So we'll see we'll see what happens. But I hope that last episode after listening to it it gave you some food for thought in thinking about the colors that you're naturally drawn to, the color palettes uh, or if it's just one specific color and maybe that was insightful to you as you think about curating a closet that is cohesive in its color palette. So when you do curate your wardrobe You don't have to incorporate every color that you love. That's obviously a personal decision. You get to decide how much of the colors you love are going to be in your wardrobe, or you could decide that you really just love shades of blue. So you're just going to have a monochromatic wardrobe, but it has different variations of the same color, and it's all very harmonious, and that just gives a different feel than a wardrobe that has many different colors. So obviously that is just personal taste, personal preference, and it's all under the umbrella of personal style. And that's what makes it so fun. You could also do a blue wardrobe one season and then the next do all purple. And you don't have to stick to one color or one color palette even for the rest of your life, obviously. So just have fun with each season, thinking about colors in the way that we've been talking about them. And today's conversation, I hope, will shed some more light on the kinds of colors that you should be choosing for your wardrobe. So let's get started. So for today, I want to just forget about the colors that we're drawn to for now, for the moment, and all of our personal biases towards color. I know that's easier said than done because those are often subconscious, but just For the moment, we're just going to try our best to forget about our feelings towards colors and look at it from a really objective perspective. Okay, but before we do that, we need to mention the mysteriousness of color because color psychology is a thing. We all know this. I'm sure we live in a world of advertising, but every brand or company uses this to their advantage when it comes to their branding colors and the way they market and the colors that are in their ads, even if it's a TV ad where everybody is wearing a certain color palette, like that's that's just all so strategic. So color is powerful and there's just no way around that. So there is a reason, for example, why McDonald's colors are orange and red. Orange and red read as energetic and even fast. When you are sitting in a McDonald's, you aren't necessarily 
you don't have a feeling of slowing down and relaxing. These bright, vivid, warm colors have a very energetic feel, um, kind of like the rising sun. They, they give you energy. So you are in and out. It's a fast food restaurant. It's also, they're also happy and playful colors. So that is part of their brand as well. There's also a reason why many luxury brands use just black and white in their logo. It's a very clean, sophisticated look. That's how we translate those colors. Blue is dependable and trustworthy. I think in the show notes, I'll include this little graphic um, that is really helpful in showing uh, what each color kind of signifies in color psychology and how they show all of these logos from these brands in different categories based on their color. So you see all the purple logos together and um, purple reads as creative. Anyway, it's a, it's a great visual to just get a glimpse of why these brands have chosen these colors. And it's very interesting when you see that all in one place. So orange is always fun and friendly. Red is exciting. So put that in your back pocket for a minute here. So how does this apply to people? Because we know that color sends a message about ourselves. It sends a message about our approachability in particular. And yet for humans, we aren't brands. We are much more complex than a brand. One color might read completely differently on two different people. So if you want to appear friendly, it doesn't mean that you should always only wear orange. In fact, that's where that's where color and style gets really fun because I think that you appear the most approachable and most trustworthy to others when you wear the clothes that are right for you. And we'll get into that. But there's this really great example of this in television. I'm thinking of one specific example, but just overall costume designers know how to use this knowledge to their strategic advantage when designing costumes for a character. So this is going to seem a little blasphemous bringing up this character in a podcast where we talk about literary heroines, but it's such a good example that I have to bring it up. And I have a feeling that most of you will be able to visualize this person. So this person who's not a literary heroine, far, far from it, is Dwight Schrute from The Office. Surprise. Okay. So Dwight is such a great example here of colors that make us appear trustworthy or not. So if you look at Rain Wilson, is the actor's name, in real life, versus his character in the show. I mean, in in the show, he's um, he's obviously supposed to be an unattractive and annoying character. Also hilarious, but that factors into those things. In real life, if you look at pictures of him and how he looks in his daily life, he looks completely different simply because he's wearing a completely different color palette. If you saw him walking down the street, you would not think, wow, that's a deeply awkward and unattractive person. He would just look like a normal person. Yet in this show, he reads as, you know, all of these opposite things. So why is that? And you might just be thinking, well, Jenny, that's called acting. And I understand that. That's definitely a huge part of it. But color plays a big role. And here's my point. So Dwight Schrute, like, what do you picture him in whenever you have that visual of him? He is typically wearing a very faded yellow color or a faded mustard. He wears a lot of warm colors. 
that you might not be thinking, wow, those colors look terrible on him. In fact, that's probably not what you're thinking at all. You're not thinking about his clothing. You're just thinking like, his appearance is not that great. Or you might not be thinking about his appearance at all. You might just be thinking, what an awkward person this is. Okay, so in real life, Rain Wilson, I believe, well, in real life and the show, he's the same person, but he he's a cool he has cool undertones to his skin and i think he knows that because in real life he wears a lot of blues and cool toned colors and it completely changes his appearance obviously his personality in real life changes his appearance as well but the color plays a big part in that so my point is the costume designer who chose the clothing for dwight schrute in the office chose those warm colors deliberately in order to make this person less trustworthy and not as likable as some of the other characters so i just think that's really fascinating and now whenever i watch any anything on tv i'm always i love costumes and getting behind the costume designer's head and thinking about why they chose that for that character it's actually extremely helpful when you're considering personal style and trying to figure out what looks best on you that's i mean you know that there are some characters that they just look amazing. Or, I mean, so many characters on TV look amazing. And it's because so much thought has been put into not only what looks good on them based on the clues of their body, but also their personality. It's been thoroughly thought out by one person behind the scenes. And that would obviously be very helpful for all of us. But we all have that power to be able to do that, to put that kind of thought into our wardrobes. And that's what creates this very cohesive character that just looks so natural and effortless in the clothes that they wear. So that's what our goal is in getting dressed. And in fact, I kind of want to touch on that because I always have this fear that we're going to get too far into our conversation about personal style and forget why we started talking about it in the first place. But we, and this is, you've heard me say this before, this is nothing new, but the reason why we want to have good personal style is not to be stylish necessarily. It's not to impress anybody. It is purely because when we dress more like ourselves, we act more like ourselves and we have more confidence in the roles that we were called to play. I just always want to make sure that I mention that in each episode because it's absolutely crucial. So we've talked about Dwight Schrute. I think it's safe to say we're done talking about him and he won't ever come back up again, but who knows? Who knows? Okay, so I want to talk about color palettes that we might be familiar with in the form of seasons, for example. Um, There are many systems out there that promise to give us our color palettes based on our appearances and then say, here is your color card or your color fan And it's all you need to know is going to change your life. And while I think that a knowledge of color and knowing what looks best on you is, in fact, life-changing, there's one little problem with that. And I don't, problem is maybe not the right word because I do not think there's anything wrong with going and having somebody else evaluate your colors for you. Sometimes that can be extremely helpful to have an unbiased, objective opinion because sometimes it is hard to look at ourselves objectively actually it is all the time i joke that 
the only thing that I can't draw, not the only thing, that's that's a little much. The, the hardest thing for me to draw is myself. It's just hard to look at yourself objectively is what I'm trying to say. So anyway, I think it is good in many cases to get to figure out, to have somebody tell you what your season is or your color palette. The thing that I think is the drawback to that is that it doesn't give you a vocabulary. It means that you have this color card that you can now shop with. You can keep it with you whenever you shop or keep it next to your computer when you're browsing online. And it's a great guide. And in fact, if you get used to those colors and you try them out and you know that they work on you, it does build that level of confidence and knowing what colors you should buy. And so there is a time-saving aspect of that. There's nothing wrong with it. But you don't have to have that if you want to figure out your color palette. There are other ways to do it. And I think that the other ways, this kind of the struggle, the figuring out on your own could be, for some people, more valuable in the long run because it does give you a better color vocabulary and therefore makes it easier to translate into other areas of your life where you use color because maybe you figure out what you're you figure out that you're in autumn and that's great you now know how to shop but how does that help you in decorating your bedroom or planning the colors for your home and that kind of thing so that's the goal here is building our color vocabulary now that being said There is one color theory person, her method, that I really, really like. And I've I've looked at so many, so many. And like I said, there's always something helpful about all of them. There's nothing wrong with picking a color system that is that helps you get dressed. But the person that I have found that I really think is helpful in the long run because she uses normal color vocabulary like it's it's science it's color theory that's that's the vocabulary she's using so the more you learn from her the more knowledge about color in general that you will have and it will translate into every area of your life so this person is her name is Jen Thoden T H O D E N and she has a lot of YouTube videos that are incredibly helpful and she explains how her method and how to find the right colors for you to wear. And so as I'm as I said, this is this is different than just here's a color fan. Now you are free of your color tortures, go off and you know, live your best life. So she talks about the importance of she has three different categories. And I just want to say I'm bringing this up because if you want to research this on your own, I'd say that I think that Jen Thoden is just a great place to start um, and she's she won't lead you astray. But at the same time, this is I'm not affiliated with her in any way. And what I'm about to say is my interpretation of what I have learned from her. So I don't know that she would endorse everything that I'm saying. I just want to give you an idea of what she's saying. So she has three different categories that I think are really helpful. And she starts with soft versus bright. And then so you look at yourself in the mirror and you figure out if you are soft or bright and she explains all that and I'll do my best to give you a little brief understanding of that and then her second category is warm versus cool which I'm sure you're familiar with that that's what every other color analysis will definitely cover warm versus cool and then the third category is whether or not you are light medium or deep 
let's start with warm versus cool. So we all know, we went over this a little bit in the last episode, but most people are familiar with um, the warm side of the color wheel versus the cool side of the color wheel. So the warm colors, you think of the colors of a sunset or a sunrise. They are orange, red, and yellow. And then on the other side of the color wheel, we think of a more like icy, wintry scene. We have the blue, purple, and green. Those colors are cool colors. That's just in general, that's the breakdown right there of warm versus cool. But of course, it gets much more complicated than that because if you have warm undertones, does that mean that you can never wear blue or purple or green? Well, of course not. And first of all, just for the record, you can wear whatever color you want at any time in your life. But in the context of trying to find out what would flatter you best, what looks best with your personality and your personal complexion, does that mean you can't ever wear cool colors if you have warm undertones? This is where it gets a little bit complicated, or it seems complicated at first, but actually it's it's pretty eye-opening, I think. So if if you have warm undertones, that means that warm colors are going to look best on you. They're going to make you look the healthiest and the brightest. So does that mean a warm-toned person can't ever wear blue? No. So every color, every hue has a warmer shade or warmer side to it and a cooler side. There is a warm blue and there is a cool blue. Well, there are tons of cool blues and tons of warm blues, but there's a spectrum within that color. There's a range. So if you have warm undertones, you might think that you can't wear blue, but it just means that maybe like a robin's egg blue or a very icy light blue is not going to suit your skin tone that well at all. But a more, a blue that has some sort of warm tone in it. So a blue that has a little bit more yellow or a little bit more red, which is going to make you, going to bring it into the purple a little bit. So even though purple is a cool color, a blue with a little bit of warm tone in it is going to flatter your skin tone more than a blue that is a more cool blue, if that makes sense. And if you are a cool-toned person, it doesn't mean that you can't ever wear yellow, for instance, even though yellow is considered, yellow in its pure form is a warm tone. There are still icier versions of yellow. The range is pointing a little bit more in the direction of the cool part of the color wheel that are going to look better on you than a more mustard yellow. So in general, if you're just if that's just really confusing and you're not there yet, then in general, if you know that you're a warm tone, then you can just aim for the warm colors of the color wheel. And the same with you are a cool tone. You can just aim for purple, blue, and green. And you can start to build a wardrobe off of those colors and you don't really have to worry about if that shade of green is more cool or more warm, just try on a few different versions and see what looks best on you. But if you're online shopping and you don't have a clue, just keep that in the back of your mind that if you are cool toned, then most likely green shades will work on you, but there are still different variations of the color green that will look better on you. 
think of it as just as a starting point. Knowing if you are warm or cool is a really helpful starting point. So I'm going to tell you how to find out if you are warm or cool, if you don't know this already. You might have seen some tests online how to figure this out. And quite frankly, I think most of them are very confusing. A lot of them have the vein test. You look at the veins in your wrist and you decide if your veins look more blue or more green. So I'll give you this test just in case it's completely obvious on you. For most people, I just don't think it is. But if you look at your veins and they look blue, they are very obviously blue, then that means that you have cool undertones. And the idea is that the blood in your veins is red, but it's going to appear different based on the coloring of your skin that is covering that. So if your veins look more green, then it probably means you have warmer undertones, that you have that you are a warm-toned person. So if that is, if you are staring at your wrist thinking, I have no clue what color my veins are, then I have an easier test for you. First, just visualize this and kind of guess before you look in front of the mirror. But which would look better on you? A head-to-toe sparkly gold sequin dress or a head-to-toe sparkly silver dress? And I'm not saying you have to like wearing metallic sequins, but just if you had to pick one of those, which one would look better on you? You might know right away, just instinctively. If you have no clue, don't worry, you don't have to go out and buy a sequin dress. The easy option is to get some gold tissue paper and silver tissue paper and pull your hair back, drape those one at a time over your shoulders and look in the mirror in natural lighting. Or if you don't have a mirror in natural lighting, have someone take a picture of you standing near a window with both of those draped over you. And it's important to pull your hair back, especially if you color your hair, because if you color your hair in a color that is slightly off for your skin tone, this could throw everything off. And it's also best to do this without makeup, because if you're wearing makeup that is warm and you're a cool tone, then that's going to throw everything off too. So one of those colors should look a lot better on you. The other one, the bad one, quote unquote, might not look horrible on you. It just might not do anything for you. So there should be one of those two colors that really makes you look brighter, healthier, and happier. So do that little test and see which one looks better. There are a lot of people who say that you can be a neutral, which means both the the gold and the silver will look the same amount of brightness on you. But I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not sure. I kind of think that you are going to be slightly more warm or slightly more cool. So anyway, that's my opinion. But so if you try on those tissue paper colors, if you if the gold one looks better on you, then you are definitely warm toned. And if the silver one looks better on you, then you are definitely cool toned. So you can look on Pinterest and do a search. And if you follow me, I think, uh, well, I'll include my link in the show notes, but I have a couple of boards that might be helpful that show a lot of cool toned outfits. And then I have another board for warm toned outfits. And it's kind of nice to just see everything in one place, just to kind of train your eye and get a better idea of the difference between those two. So like I was saying earlier, it, it gets complicated if you think about every color having a warm or cool variation. So that's just kind of, that's more advanced. You can think about that later, but I just don't want you to think of if you are a warm toned, then you're completely limited to three colors. That's not, that's not really how it works. In fact, that's kind of why the seasons were those season color palettes to help you figure out 
which, you know, what looks best on you. I, that's probably a little bit where that came from because it's, it is more complex and there might be some warm and cool colors in your little personal color card, but that's why it's because of those, those variations between the warm and the cool of every shade. Let's just continue on. So the other categories that Jen Thoden offers that I think are really helpful are soft versus bright. And this has to do with your color chroma is how she would say it, your complexion. And it's this one I think is the trickiest to explain. So I'm not, I'm probably not going to do a great job of it, but if you go to her videos and look up, she has videos on soft versus bright, but you might just kind of know instinctively too. So this, this determines whether or not softer colors look best on you or brighter colors look best on you. So in my last episode, I talked about how I am naturally drawn to bright and happy colors, but I have found that lighter, softer versions, so more pastel versions of those bright colors tend to look best on me. And I still like to wear some bright colors, but I just, that's helpful knowledge for me. Whenever I have a clear choice, I, I usually pick the softer pastel version. So especially like with pink, I love a ballet pink um, that has a little bit of purple in it because I'm a cool tone. So pink is warm because it's red with white in it. But I'm a cool tone, so I, I look for pinks that are more purpley pink and less peachy pink. So that's just a side note there, you know, how that can be a helpful application. But anyway, I am a soft and not bright because my coloring blends very seamlessly. I don't have a lot of contrast in my coloring. I don't have... I have green eyes, but that might not be the first thing that you notice when you look at me. They don't really pop. So my hair color and my skin color and my eye color all just kind of have the same, there's a softness to it. So if I wear a really bright color, it can sometimes look too much on me. And the flip side is if you have a, if you are, have a bright, what she would call a bright complexion, then maybe you have light skin and light hair, but you have sparkly blue eyes that just really pop that everyone comments on your eyes. And that would be a bright complexion and you would look better in brighter clothes. If you wear pastels, they might feel like they're just not enough for you. They might feel just too light. You might just feel off in them for some reason. That's why I love this vocabulary is because you might always put on a pastel color and think there's not enough, there's not enough oomph to this. Like there's just not something I can't figure out why, but I need more saturation. Well, that's why. And it's not only that combination that I just described with the light hair and the bright eyes. You could also have a darker complexion and have soft brown eyes that would put you in the soft category. But if you have bright, dark eyes, the differences are so subtle. And if you're not sure Definitely watch Jen Thoden's videos on this, but you can also just try on different colors. Try on a few bright shades of a color and then try on something that's a softer version of those colors and see which one works better on you. So once you know that, that will help you narrow down your color palette for sure. And then knowing whether you are warm versus cool. And then the third category is whether you are uh, light, medium, or deep. And this sounds a little bit like soft versus bright, but it's different. So if you have light skin, light hair, and light eyes, there's there's no contest here. You are in the light category. 
this one I think is the easiest to figure out. If you are in the medium category, then you are going to have medium hair. So not too dark, not too light. You might have a medium skin tone and eyes that aren't too dark or too light. And some of these you might have a little bit of a combination of, and so you can play around with the colors that work best on you. And then if you are deep, then that means that you have, you could have dark skin, really dark eyes and really dark hair. There's a lot of saturation to your complexion, but you could also be deep if you have light skin and really dark hair, that would be the contrast there would have a lot of depth to it. There are a few different ways to think about this, but for me, I think the most helpful word here is contrast. I have very low contrast in my coloring, so I'm definitely in the light category. Although my hair, I don't have super light. My, my natural blonde hair is a pretty dark blonde. So I could get away with maybe some more, with being put into the medium category. So that means that I might wear clothes that are pastel, but I could also get away with a little bit deeper coloring. So I can, I can kind of veer toward the brighter colors in my color palette, but not, not too bright, but just veer that direction. If you have a lot of contrast in your complexion, then you are just going to be able to handle darker, deeper, richer colors, but also more color contrast. If you are lighter, you might look better in more harmonious colors, colors that are next to each other on the color wheel. So you might look really great in a pink and purple outfit because those two colors are harmonious and they're both, if you wear soft shades of those, they're just kind of kind of flow. It's going to, there's nothing very contrasting about those two colors. But if you have a deeper complexion, then you could get away with black and white or black and red or something that's just a lot bolder. So again, this is not something that you're just going to figure out overnight. It's going to take a little bit of time and thought, but I really, I encourage you to watch Jen Thoden's videos. I think they're very enlightening and helpful. And like I said, the vocabulary that you learn from her will overlap into every category of your life that involves color. Now we can, I told you to forget about colors that you're drawn to, but now it's okay. You have my permission <laughs> to think about those. Again, we're going to bring them back into the picture. Now my question to you is, if you aren't wearing the colors that you are drawn to, now that we've talked a little bit about what looks best on you and maybe you're thinking like, I don't know what looks best on me, then maybe this is just food for thought for the future. But as you just consider the colors that you are drawn to naturally, and then you look at whether or not you are warm versus cool, soft versus bright, and then you look at the level of contrast in your complexion, do those color palettes align? And if they don't, then why is that? And this is something I think that you really have to wrestle with if you are going to develop a strong personal style. So here are some reasons why you may not be wearing the colors you are drawn to. One, they aren't currently trending, so they are hard to find or you feel like you stand out too much if you wear them. The second reason might be that you've subconsciously labeled them in your mind, the colors that you're drawn to. Maybe you associate dark purple with an older generation or pink with a younger generation and you just, you're not in those categories. So you feel like you can't wear them. One, does that really matter? 
And two, what would happen if you wore those colors anyway? Three, under reasons why you may not be wearing the colors you are drawn to, there is something about the colors you are drawn to that are being translated into your wardrobe besides the actual color. So that was confusing. But for example, maybe you love bright colors because they are fun and happy, but you wear more muted colors. However, you are really drawn to fun and playful patterns. So maybe you find that you're drawn to really bright colors, but you wear kind of muted shades like a dusty rose or a dusty blue, but you find that you are drawn to patterns in those colors that are more playful, that have a playful print. So maybe that is actually a better fit for you, or maybe you are playing it too safe. Maybe it just feels too bold to wear bright colors and a playful print. So that's just something to consider because as we've talked about, personal style is dressing as authentically as you can. So if you're wear, if you're not wearing something, a color or a pattern or something that you're drawn to because you're too afraid, and maybe it doesn't feel like fear. Maybe you're like, oh, come on, like it's just clothes. I'm not afraid to wear clothes. Well, you might be subconsciously. You might have a fear of not wearing the clothes, but the attention you might get from wearing it. So that's just, you know, going a little deeper there, but it is something to consider. And then the fourth reason is that maybe you've just never thought about color that much. Maybe you didn't realize you had so many options. So the colors that you're drawn to, you just, you've kind of forgotten that those are the colors you are drawn to. And when you shop, you just buy what you like in the moment, but then you end up with a wardrobe that doesn't feel as cohesive as you would like it to feel. So here's a hypothetical question that literally no one sent in to me, but I'm just going to read it as if somebody did. Uh, Okay, so hi, Jenny. My skin has definite warm undertones, and I definitely look great in burnt orange and mustard yellow, but I am drawn to bright blue and purple. What does this mean? Should I only wear the colors that match my skin tone and be sad for the rest of my life? So this poor hypothetical person is so lost, but I, I have some answers that might help. Okay, so first, I would say to this person, you can wear whatever colors you want. As I said earlier, color and personal style in general is not something that we should approach with fear. So you are allowed to break whatever style rules you want, but the key to breaking rules properly is, we all know this, doing them with intention. So there needs to be reason behind the madness. So if wearing the colors that are supposed to look good on you makes you sad, then wearing them is not going to make you look good because you will look sad. The other answer here though is, Do you actually feel better wearing those colors, those cool colors that you say you are drawn to? If you have warm undertones, but you're drawn to blues, purples, greens, do you actually feel better in those clothes? Or do you just love those colors because they remind you of your childhood or a really great vacation? So if you are torn, if you feel like the colors you're drawn to don't align at all with the colors that are supposed to look good on you, then I think you have some experimenting to do. And this is where it's fun. You just have to remember that style isn't that serious. I mean, it is serious. It's very serious. But you're not going to fail. I mean, you might make a mistake, but you're going to learn from it. And it's just not something you're going to figure out overnight. Because as we all know, personal style mirrors the creative process. Finding out your personal style mirrors the same cycle that you go through when you go through the creative process. 
and there are no shortcuts. So you can take a million tests online trying to figure out what colors look best on you, what if you are, you know, the spunky, sassy style or elegant and sophisticated, you can have somebody else tell you all those things, but those are shortcuts. You're still going to have to figure out some things on your own. And it's best to just get comfortable with the struggle. That's what I always say in the, in the creative cycle, you have to get comfortable. You have to be at peace with that struggle because you're just not going to get to the end without it. So there we go person who never actually wrote in to me. Okay, so ultimately, the colors that make you feel the happiest and feel the most like you are the ones that you should wear. So the reason why we bother with all of this at all, checking your skin tone, you know, to see if you're warm or cool and checking in with your physical appearance for clues is because our bodies and our personalities are mysteriously connected. So ultimately, we make the decisions about what we wear but we must consider the way we were made in the process. Part of accepting who we were made to be, whenever you look at both of these factors, internal and external, and therefore, because it's about accepting who you were called to be, your role in this world, it is crucial. It's important. So a few tips on how to shop for your color palette, because once you know the colors that look best on you, it's kind of a blessing and a curse because you will find that it's suddenly harder to find the colors that look best on you. You're going to have to go to more of an effort. But as I said in our episode talking about fit, that's okay. That actually works really well with a capsule wardrobe because you're buying fewer items anyway. So you don't need to find 20 items that work. You just need to find two or three, you know, two or three tops in this color palette that's going to work best with your complexion. You will also have to expand your horizons if you just shop at a few stores. Typically, those stores are going to have pretty much the same colors depending on what's trending that season. And maybe one season, none of them will work for you. If you are cool toned and in the autumn, everything that's out is a burnt yellow or burgundy, then you're going to have a really hard time finding clothes in those stores that will work for you. And that's another that that brings me to this. It reminds me to make this point. In the fall, a lot of people are wearing warmer colors. And this was a kind of a struggle for me since I, once I figured out that I have cool undertones and those warm fall colors do not look good on me at all, I, it was, I felt kind of weird to wear bright blue or pastel pink or purple in the fall. But that was just something I had to get over. That was mainly a mental block. Nobody is looking at me thinking, oh, weird, she's not wearing fall colors. It was just all in my head. So that's just an example of a mental block that, yeah, that we all have. We all have these biases about colors that, oh, you don't wear pastels in the fall. Well, you do if you are cool toned and you love those colors. So just a little, little side note there. The other thing is, speaking of widening your horizons, thrifting, I'm bringing it up again, but thrifting, I mentioned this in the last episode even, but there are so many more color options at a thrift store. And of course you have, you might find the perfect shade of blue or whatever, green, and it's not the right size or it's not the right style or whatever. I know there are a lot of other factors, but if you, you could just kind of go to a thrift store and experiment with color and don't, you don't have to intend to buy anything. You can just try on 
just pick something off the rack, even if it's not your size, or you don't like the style at all. If it's a color that you think might work on you, just take it into the dressing room and just see and kind of just collect clues. Because that's what you're trying to do. You're just trying to gather information so that you can make more educated choices. I do want to offer one tip here, if especially if you are thrifting, um, where the low lighting, as I mentioned last time, is not always great in a thrift store dressing room. I highly recommend always shopping at a thrift store in clothes that look great on you. So wear wear a color palette, wear a color that looks really great on you because you could be trying because you're trying on so many different variations of colors, you might just forget like does this look good on me? I don't know. But if you can always just hold up the clothes that you the shirt that you wore to the store and hold it up to your face and remember like oh yeah, this this actually looks good on me, then it's easier to compare that with the other colors. Don't buy a color unless it looks as good on you as the clothes that you wore into the store. When you are considering warm versus cool, and you're also considering what we talked about in the last episode, the tone, the hue, shade, tint. So just as a little reminder, a hue is the pure color. It's just like primary blue. It's There's no added other color or neutral to it. It's just a solid hue. So these colors are going to be bolder, more saturated. A tone is a hue plus gray added to it. So it's going to be a more muted version of that pure color. A shade is a hue plus black. So it's going to be a darker, richer version of that original color. And a tint is a hue plus white added to it. So the more white you add, the more pastel you're going to get. So here's what I think. If you aren't sure you are warm or cool, or even if you know what you are, let's go with that. Let's say you know that you are cool. You have cool undertones. So you know that blue, green, purple are going to look better on you than orange, yellow, and red. I actually think that if you are cool and you know that you like tints, which are hues, a pure color with white added to it, so it's a little bit softer, a little bit, um, yeah, I guess just softer, but not muted. Then you can wear a tint that is a warm color. You could get away with that. So if you are cool and you want to wear yellow, you don't always, but yes, technically you should look for a cool version of yellow, but you could also look for a yellow that has a lot of white added to it. You don't have to worry about whether it's warm or cool. You can just know that tints look good on you, which is color with added white to it. So therefore, just forget warm versus cool. Just try on colors that have a lot of whiteness added to them. Okay, so we have squeezed in a lot of information in this episode, and I hope that it's been helpful and not confusing I know we covered a lot. So if it does feel like a whirlwind and like, whoa, what was all of that? I'm just more confused than ever. I hope that's not the case. But if it is, feel free to send me an email with specific questions. And I can even do an episode where I just address real reader questions, not hypothetical ones. And we can just talk about more practical examples. Or if you're struggling with a particular concept, maybe I can help give you some insights. So just wanted to throw that out there. But also, if this does feel like it's too much to grasp, just knowing that there is a vocabulary out there to help you and that 
your frustrations will be clarified if you can just use the right words. I think that is just very freeing because you're not crazy. If you're looking in the dressing room and you think, I'm just being way too picky. Well, you probably aren't. You probably are just trying to make sense and you're trying to find the patterns. You're trying to figure out what is the common denominator here. So just know that there is a vocabulary out there for you. And the more you learn about it, the easier getting dressed will be. So just as a reminder, the capsule wardrobe is a wonderful safety net for all of your style frustrations. And I have a a whole episode based, I think it was episode two, is the capsule wardrobe really necessary? Go and listen to that one if you haven't already. But I think I give a pretty good case of why a capsule wardrobe is really helpful in developing a personal style, even if you don't feel like you understand all of these detailed concepts about color and fit and all those things. So Go listen to that if you haven't already. I think it could be helpful. Okay, so this week, look at my reflection questions in the show notes regarding color. If you don't know whether you have warm or cool undertones, try the tissue paper test and see if you can figure out which one you are. Get another pair of eyes if you you need a second opinion or an unbiased opinion. And also look at your closet and get rid of any clothes that you always try on and then immediately take off. You might know now that, oh, it's the color. And you can just free yourself. Just get rid of it. You'll feel better. You'll feel more in control. And then lastly, try to deliberately choose colors you love this week. You don't have to go out and buy new clothes, but just look through your closet and remind yourself what your favorite colors are, which ones look best on you, and just wear those this week and see if you act differently, if other people react to you differently. Just observe. And then Also, as an experiment, you could even do the opposite, wear a color that you own that maybe isn't your best color and notice how it affects your day. If you want to go that far, maybe just wear it for a few hours. It could, yeah, who knows? These experiments, this is all risky business. So that's up to you. The risk is up to you. But in the end, it's a safe risk. It's all going to make you more informed and help you to make more educated choices about your clothes. All right, we've talked enough about this. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Email me if you have any questions and have a great week practicing putting your clothes in their place and letting them be the supporting role as they support you in your role as heroine of your life. So I'll see you next time on Find Your Pup Sleeves.